Welcome back to another episode of All Things Red. On today's episode, I have a newly national champion, Larson Sundown, attackman for the RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology Tigers. Uh, Larson, my guy, how we doing, baby? I'm good, man. Good. I, I'm still uh, living it up for sure. Um, you know, um, we're, we're all just uh, taking in the time we got left together, but I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. So, you know, like you and I have known each other, uh, not, I mean, here and there, uh, just for obviously from lacrosse. Like I met your older brother. We were at a lax camp. We were younger. And then I think like through the grapevine, I met you. And then uh, that one summer we played uh, box against each other. And then obviously from there, just stayed in touch because we had mutual friends and uh, always wishing each other like best of luck uh, with like lax and other things. And stayed following each other on social media so uh I mean it's cool to see like because I I remember when I first met you you were so young and then like now to like see it come full circle and then you know play against you growing up and then obviously like to see you win a natty that's fucking that's a huge deal so that's fucking sweet no thanks man I I really appreciate that I uh I I will say this you know uh throughout the you know the the season here I was very grateful that uh you know I, I had a lot of guys that you know I had met over the years you know, reach out and wish me luck. But uh, I will say this, it, it, it meant a lot to see uh, you and Frank there in the crowd during that one game. So it was uh, it was awesome, you know, to, to have some friends, you know, obviously family's there, but to have some friends out at the tournament, it was uh, it was awesome. Now, you know, getting right into it, you being uh, Native American, what what you're from the Seneca Reservation, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm from the Seneca Reservation. I'm, uh, and, uh, it's uh, near Buffalo. It's called Tonawanda, but, uh, yeah, it's a small one out there. And so, like, lacrosse for, you know, your culture and your people is uh, a big a big thing. And it's known, you know, for people that play lacrosse uh, know it as the medicine game. So for those that, you know, aren't from, as familiar with lacrosse, um, you know, if you would, like, go into a little bit more on that, like, what exactly does lacrosse mean to um, the native people and what exactly is like the medicine game? Uh, I, I mean, you know, to, to give an answer that's, uh, you know, that can, I guess, really, you know, clearly define that, you know, it's pretty tough, you know, cause there's lots of versions of it, but uh, I, you know, I mean, certainly for myself, it's uh it's a medicine game for a lot of reasons, you know, it, you know, as you know, in history books, you know, my, my people, uh, you know, use that game for war, you know, battle, the battle for disputes, uh, you know, within, uh, you know, nations, uh, you know, sometimes for, you know, uh, recreation and obviously medicine as well. Um, so, it, you know, in, in many ways, it's a spiritual game, you know, in that aspect. But for me, uh, you know, be, being a guy who's played it since I was three years old and uh, has been, you know, really my, my head wrapped around the game forever. Um, it certainly brings a smile to, you know, my face and, uh, you know, especially my family. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky for them. I, I grew up in a in a household that love and that love lacrosse and, you know, really breathe it. And, uh, you know, I, I've been uh, very lucky to reap the benefits of that. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's, uh, it, it's a spiritual game for a lot of reasons, you know, the, the, uh, you know, I guess, uh, medicine behind it, but, uh, you know, just in spirits wise and, you know, keeping, uh, you know, I guess the way I things would say is in balance. Um, I, I think it's a spiritual game in a lot of ways. Now, are does is every single person um, born with a stick, um, or is that just like something that like is like a, a certain family tradition, or is that just like a overall thing? Because I because like every native player that I've played with or know, um, it seems like that is like something like they're given a stick at birth, and like I've never 
I don't know. Like, I personally don't know that much about it. So that's why yeah, I'm like, is that yeah. something that like you, everyone gets or like, what's, what's that all about? Uh, no, it, it certainly ranges. I mean, obviously there's certain uh, native tribes that play lacrosse more than others. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, obviously too, with, within certain nations, uh, you know, there are families that are very traditional in that aspect where they do, you know, lay, a, you know, a, a traditional stick, you know, with their newborn baby or, you know, obviously baby in the, you know, following months or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, you know, obviously you said, you know, most of the, most of your guys, you know, uh, were, you know, had some, had same of the, you know, some of the similar upbringing and, and I can definitely say the same thing. I was born with it and so were my uh, three brothers. So, you know, it, 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 I guess it ranges from family to family and truly, you know, how deep those lacrosse roots are and, you know, how, how traditional some families can be. Yeah, and growing up, like, having three brothers, was it super competitive? And then, like, obviously, like, everyone playing lacrosse, was it, like, on the reservation? Was it just, like, there was there – I don't want to say it's like, was there that, like – I don't want to say pressure. I don't think pressure is the right word. But was there, like, kind of, like, that um, that notion that, like – you know, this is our game and we kind of have to be good at it. Or was it something that just like was a passion and like being good at it was just like extra? Um, I, I, I guess there's, there's two answers to that, you know, cause uh, guys on my res, you know, a lot of my friends, you know, my childhood friends, we, you know, we, we grew up playing the game together, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, minors or, you know, in, in field across there in, in the middle school and the high school, high school years. It was uh, it, it was always about you know playing with them and uh, you know having a good time because you know like I said that we, we played we played together forever, you know at the at, at those points and uh, you know it, it was just a good group and you know I always had fun playing with them and you know obviously I think when you know when it comes to competing wise you know I guess that there is some of that aspect of you know like yeah it is our game you know we we should be winning but at the same time. Uh, I know for myself, you know, I look at it as, you know, this game is for everyone. You know, it wasn't meant, you know, just strictly for us. And uh, it was meant to be shared with everyone and for everyone to enjoy. So, you know, I guess there's, you know, there's two answers to that one. And how early did you get in, um, did you start playing field? Or was it like growing up, did you only play box or like, was it a mix of both or what Uh, was that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I actually didn't play field until maybe I was, uh, like 12 or 13 maybe maybe yeah I would say 12 or 13 um but I I I played box when I was three years old and I kind of you know wasn't really I guess you would say uh you know into it into it as a younger guy but you know I was obviously in love with the game and I stuck with it and for like that summer that we played against each other that was the first summer I ever played box like I just happened to play because our assistant coach at the time at Mercyhurst because I transferred there from Hobart um he wanted us, some of us to play because he thought that obviously it would help our stick skills and stuff like that, which it did because it's such like you're playing in such tight spaces and stuff like that. I never really was like put onto the box game outside of like going to bandits games and like yeah, typical yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit like that. But yeah. um, what like in your like, obviously from like your point of view, like what like where do you think like the differences, the major differences are between like the box and field game outside of like the obvious, like playing in a hockey rink and stuff like that. Uh, um, I, so I, okay. So like we, you know, obviously with the, with the box guys, you know, they're, it's a lot quicker game. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's faster pace, you know, the, you know, obviously with the boards, the balls bouncing around crazy all the time. 
Mm-hmm. But you know the uh, not only that, just the the offenses. You know, and you know, an offense, most guys are cycling through all the time, and you know, guys that go in the middle, they're banging bodies, and uh, you know, it's obviously a, a much more physical game. But um, I, I really, you know, in my opinion, there's beauties to both. But um, you know, transitioning wise, I think like uh, you know, when I even when I look at the team that I was just a part of, you know, and I, I love these guys to death, the, the RAT boys. Uh, our offense was uh, very selfless, um, but aggressive. And um, I guess, you know, there was a method to the madness that we were doing, even though sometimes it may have looked a little crazy and out of sort. But, you know, we, we, were, we were trying to make the right passes and stuff. But, uh, you know, it was uh, – it, it, I, I think for box players, you know, it's, uh, it's the in-tight finishing, uh, you know, handling the pressure and being able to make passes under, I guess you would say, duress and uh, – you know, there's a lot of things, but you know, I, I one of, one of the biggest ones I think is uh, IQ wise. You know, there's a certain IQ that a box guy brings to the table. You know, and vice versa. But you know, I, I just you know I I do feel strongly that uh, you know box guys bring a different IQ to the table than you know most players. Yeah, no, for sure. Because when I first started playing box like that one summer, I felt like I'd never played lacrosse before because I was so used to like being able to run all over the field, <laughs> yeah, put it, yeah. put it put in my left hand, put in my right hand. And then it's like, no, you're right. You stay on the right side of the field. And I'm right, like, well, I don't right. know. I don't know how to like create space for myself or any, you know, shoot with pressure on me or any of that type of shit. Like, um, and then once I like went back and I started playing field again, I felt like the field was like twice like the size that it actually was just cause I was so used to playing in tight that summer. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> do you, do you think like, uh, getting like your opinion on it because I feel as though like playing box makes better field players. Do you feel that way or like what's your stance on that? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I, I mean, I think ultimately the more more lacrosse you play, you're obviously going to be better, uh, uh-huh. the more hours you put in and stuff like that. But you know, playing playing both and getting um, both styles, I guess, you know, not only like getting style, getting getting experience in both styles is not, you know, obviously only like really good for your game but you know getting that experience and you know learning the tricks of, of it all I guess would be you know is a whole nother ball game but you know the the box the box players you just you know whether it's you know on in the highlights or in practices you know whether you're whether you're at school and I'm sure you can say the same thing the box guys are just making different plays than you know the field guys are and that's not no shade against the field guys because they make the same, you know, they make plays that we can't, you know, the, the runs down the alley, you know, you're, you're never going to see me doing that, man. But no, you know, like no, I no, say, no, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it, I mean, I, I think ultimately the more lacrosse you play, the better. And, you know, especially when you're, when you're playing both, you know, field and some, you know, field and summer ball in the box, you know, it's, uh, it's only going to benefit your game. And, you know, I, I encourage anybody to do so. For sure. Yeah, I know. Like when I was at your game and you guys played Colorado College, like you were just hanging around the pipes, like not like goal hanging, but like you were just like sitting in those open spaces. And I'm like, as soon as you would get the ball, it would just be fired off real quick, like no hesitation, which like kind of like how you were saying, like I'm used to like dodging and like sprinting down the alley and letting it fly. Like I wouldn't be able to just like sit in those like spaces and just let it go like how you were doing it so like there is like a difference in yeah, that yeah no for sure <laughs> um, for sure man for sure and so like you played you played in college obviously like you just won a national title and prior to that you were at limestone when did yeah. um when did uh college across like come in the picture for you because i'm sure at like some point um 
there there might have been and I don't maybe there was maybe there wasn't but like just thinking about it from my perspective like I would always I would imagine that you know if college was playing college lacrosse was something that was on your radar um there there may have been a point where you're just like okay I got to get better at the field game because they don't play college box lacrosse so maybe I have to you know train differently or play differently or play yeah. more like was that something that ever went through no, your head or like I, no I, I get I get what you're saying uh so I guess like when uh when I was younger you know I, I was really lucky I, I played with a lot of really good uh travel squads you know and you know and that has nothing to I guess to say with you know the programs we play with but like the, you know the the guys that I was surrounded with you know the younger guys uh, you know, we, we we were very, you know, we we had a good group and, you know, most times it was, you know, the Rochester guys and, you know, some Buffalo guys in there and, you know, some of the, you know, Albany kids and, you know, we would always play together. And I guess, um, you know, as a kid, I guess I was really just, you know, having fun and, you know, like love the idea of going to, you know, tournaments every weekend and being with these, you know, new friends that I don't see on Monday through, you know, Friday at school every week. And, you know, I, I personally really like that. Um, you know, even at a young age, I can remember going to Charlotte all the time for these, these October fall classics and, you know, leaving school on, on Friday at like two at, you know, maybe one o'clock, you know, around an hour early and going to the airport and, you know, may, maybe not going to school that Monday, but you know, it was, I, you know, all that stuff. I loved it as a kid. And, you know, I guess, you know, through all the, you know, having fun and all the trips I was, you know, able to, uh, you know, I guess, get some you know maybe maybe draw some attention or whatever the case may be and you know be lucky enough to go play college and you know I I, I played a lot of college ball and uh, uh you know I'm thankful for all the groups I got to be a part of who'd you play for in high school did you play for Sweetlax or do you play yeah I ran with Sweetlax I ran with a couple uh Native American squads there there was uh you know uh the Six Nations Warriors there's uh you know another one the Air Coast Developmental uh, I can't remember there was a few and then you played you played the Iroquois National U19, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I went out to BC that uh, my first time there, and I think that was twenty, that was twenty seven. No, that was twenty sixteen, right there. Yeah, I went out there in twenty sixteen, and then that following summer, I went I went back out in twenty seventeen, and I've been there since. What uh, what was that experience like? Uh, the one going out to BC the first time was unbelievable. Obviously, you know, you're playing in the world games, you're playing against the top tier, you know, from every single country. And, you know, you're also there with, you know, the best of the best from your nation, you know, and I think as a kid, that's, you know, that's the goal. Um, you know, I can certainly say for myself and, you know, some of the younger guys who take things very seriously at a young age or who love the game, you know, that's what they want to do. And, you know, I, I was very lucky to be a part of the group that got selected and got to go, but, you know, that, that trip was special for more than that reason. And uh, I also got to go to the new Westminster Sand Valley's uh, park there and uh, watch a game versus, uh, versus I, I can't remember what senior A team was, but I, I watched a senior A game there at Queens Park. And uh, that was when I kind of fell in love with the place. And that, that was it was that day when I talked to their GM. And uh, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe like a four, four and a half months later, I was uh, – I was in New Westminster Sand Valley, and then, you know, I, I ended up staying there for the next three years, and I, you know, I, I'm definitely not leaving there for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame you for that. But so, you know, playing obviously, like you playing at a high level, um, did you always naturally have the confidence that you were just like, yeah, I'm good, I know I'm good, or was that was there 
was there maybe a tournament or a game where you, you know, might've did something or played against someone and beat them. And, and then that gave you the confidence that was like, okay, I know I can play at the next level now. Or were you like, kind of like, as it came to you, you kind of like gained your confidence off that. Um, I, 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 you know, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't have like a, as like a younger kid, I don't have one of those uh, memories. Um, I guess uh-huh. like, you know, I, I never, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, as a kid, you want to be like, you want to, you want to be one of the best, you know, like that's what everyone mm-hmm. reaches for. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, like I, I'm not, I'll admit it. And I'm sure you can say the same thing. Like there's always someone out there that's working harder. It doesn't matter like how hard you're working. There's probably someone out there else working harder, but you know what I mean? Yourself is still going to do your best, but you know, I guess one of the fondest moments, you know, if I'm going to be real with you for me as a kid was, uh, you know, getting, um, getting some New York state records and uh, you know, go, you know, I guess you would say like passing some of the guys that I look up to as a kid, you know, Zeddy Williams, you know, Casey Powell, you know, Fieldsy's on there. There's a lot of guys from, you know, the New York state that were absolutely unbelievable players. And, you know, obviously it's no, no discredit to them. They're, you know, the goats for the reason. And, you know, maybe I had a little bit easier in my day. Probably was the competition. There's the same as theirs. Probably not, uh-huh. but, you know, at the end, you know, for me, man, it was, it was cool. You know, it was cool to look back and, you know, see some of the guys that I loved to my whole life and, you know, sit there and think like, man, there's no way I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on top of that. But, you know, if I'm being honest, that's probably the only, uh, you know, fond memory I have, like from being young where I was like, man, like maybe, maybe I got a shot at this thing. Maybe. (laughs) And I know that's fucking sweet because like those dudes put up I mean I know you did too but those dudes put up like stupid numbers um no, I, yeah no those are all ballers there man can't, can't, can't it's, well it's about them yeah it's funny too because I said this the first time I played against Fields when I was at Lancaster well I went to Lancaster and Fields yep. at the time before he went to that time and he was at Will North and I remember the first time and I and I he knows the story before so it's not new but the first time we played against him, he's wearing no-show. Like, he's got the no-show socks on. He's looking out the bottom bar. He's got the chrome head. Like, just, oh, the, ugliest, yeah. just no. the ugliest tape job. And we're... People, don't, people don't know it about, about Fieldsy. When Fieldsy was younger, although he was a cold blood killer, he did not have the most swag. I will say that. Does he now? <laughs> Absolutely. Fieldsy is a man. I, I, I love that guy. Fieldsy's awesome. <laughs> and so, like, we're warming up, and, like, a couple of the kids are like, yo – who the fuck is that kid? Like, cause he was just, he was in warmups. He was just picking corners. And then like, he was just looking like super dusty. And I didn't say anything. I like, I didn't say anything. I like, cause I just, I don't know. I was like that in high school. Like I knew there was kids that like looked like shit, but like would put drop like hey, a hat trick on you or that, 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 you know, you say you, you said that in high school, man, there are still kids that do that to this day. Don't, no, don't, don't worry, brother. Next thing I know, I think he went for, like, five and had, like, you know, like, two or three. I think he had, like, seven or eight points against us. And I was just, that, like. That sounds about um, right. Mm-hmm. And J.D. Recor, if you remember him, he uh, went to time in, he, played yeah. at Marist. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. was telling us prior to, he's like, yo, I've played hockey with that kid. Like, I know him. Like, he's good. And, like, there's kids that are like, nah. First goal he scores against us. I forget who he was going against, but he had him posted up probably like on the island five and five and threw a behind the back fake and then just underhand just picking a corner and we're just like what the fuck 
Yeah, no, that that uh, he's he's good, man. That that Connor Fields guy is not that bad at lacrosse, man. He's, he's nice. <laughs> no, he is. So, was limestone like getting into like you playing in college? Like, was limestone your first? Uh, was the first? Was that was the first in school you went to before you transferred to RIT, right? No, I so you know as a, as a kid there, you know, I I had some you know D one, I guess you would say you know, D1 aspirations, but, you know, I, I didn't take care of my grades you know, at a mm-hmm. young age, but, you know, I went to Onondaga there. I spent two years there. and Yeah, uh, that's funny, right. You were there. Yeah, yeah. I spent spent two years there, and funny story, like, after my time there, the only reason I ended up at Limestone was because uh, my coach had texted me. And my coach texted me, I don't know, I think it was, like, the day after we had won or something like that. So, you know, like some of the guys, and I'm not going to lie, at this time, like I said, I, I don't drink anymore. But this time I was, you know. So I was a little banged up. And my coach texted me, and he's like, Lars, would you would you play at, at Limestone? And I was like, I literally texted back. I'm like, yeah, coach, I got, I play there. Man, not more than 15 minutes goes by, and my mom calls me. She's like, you're committed to Limestone? I was like, what are you talking about? I do. I check Instagram, you know, Lars has signed up commits to limestone uh college because it was college at the time limestone college accepts a scholarship i'm like all right like i guess i guess i'm going to limestone so you know that's how i ended up there and uh you know somehow some way managed up at rit and handled my business there and now we're now we're here i um i was talking to i recorded with him last night i'm we're gonna do drop his i'm gonna drop his episode tomorrow but i was uh recording with dane bentley last night and then obviously like the you had kids like uh Tyson Bell, Randy Stats and stuff like that that played at Onondaga and I asked him this question and he said absolutely so I want to get your take on it um like when I was at Hobart I wasn't prepared for how like how much time was involved in lacrosse like between going to school lacrosse like the commitment of playing division one was not something that I was like expecting, even though you get told about it all the time. And then once I transferred to Mercyhurst, it was a complete drop off. Like half the time that we like cut our time that we spent doing stuff for lacrosse in half. And that was like Mercyhurst. And then obviously Dane said he played D3, which I mean, you did too. And he said it's even less than that. So like, I, I, I have my opinion on it, but like, I want to hear what you have to say. Are there kids Um, um, that play at, Onondaga or like at lower level schools that are like just flat out ballers and they go to lower levels just because they don't want to commit to that because I have a uh one of my buddies Ben Brooks like he was an all-american at Mercyhurst and he's when I had him on the podcast he straight up was just like yo like D1 that lifestyle wasn't for me uh okay so I get okay so with it with that do you, I guess like D1, like it, it wasn't that it wasn't attractive, you know, obviously everybody wants to play on the big stage, man. Like, you know, uh-huh. we just got them playing at UConn and playing at Philly. You know, I did that with Limestone. Those are some of the biggest stages, you know, in, in college across and, you know, they're all sweet to play on. And, you know, when you think about it, man, like the D1 guys, they get to do that almost every weekend. And that's, you mm-hmm. know, that's unbelievable. But you know, for me, I guess when I was, you know, done with, with done with uh, Onondaga there, like I just, you know, I just wanted to go play lacrosse uh, somewhere competitively and, you know, uh, obviously, you know, still get my degree there. And, you know, I, I will say this too, at that time, I wasn't, you know, too invested in a degree. You know, it, at, at, when I found my footing at Limestone there, though, I, I figured it out. And, you know, at RIT, I, I didn't well, skip a beat here either. So, I mean. Well, that's not bad to say. I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but that's not bad no, to no, say. Cause... You're good. No, no, you're good. No, okay. you're good. Um, but so commitment wise, you know, at Daga, you know, obviously 
community college, you're really just going there to ball out and, you know, go to class. Um, but with like D2, D2, especially the place I was at, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, you, you know, Mercy, you, you built, you played at Mercy, so you know, uh, we, we, we ran a tight ship at Limestone. So, you know, was it the same as like D1 hours? No. Was it the same one as D, D1 work? No. But as a D2 squad, did we feel like it was? Yeah. Like, you know, he, he grinded us. So, you know, D2. Well, you guys D2, had some ballers on that team at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. They were, dude, they were nasty. The years before I, uh, before I ever walked on campus, they were unbelievable. And they got, they got, you know, a long list of, you know, star-studded alumni, you know, and like I say that, like star-studded, like I mean it, man. They got, they got some ballers that went through there too. So, you know, like I said, even with them, you know, I was lucky to be a part of that squad too. But, um, you know, with commitment-wise, D3-wise, uh, especially with the COVID, you know, because that's the way I experienced it, you know, with mm-hmm. COVID going on, pandemic D3, uh, it was really relaxed. We, we had fall practices where, you know, we had to, you know, sh- shovel the ice for stuff or, you know, shovel the turf, shovel the ice. But uh, it was good. Uh, I, I, you know, I loved it. Like I said, we, we lifted two times a week, but, you know, the lifting coach is a man and, uh, you know, the, the, the guy, the guys make lifting fun. There's certainly some guys in there. I will say this. There are some guys in, in the lifting, you know, in, in my time here when I lifted that are like beast, beast. Like yeah. Uh-huh. With, with, with D2 and D3, the only difference is, is like, you know, in D2, you're getting a little money to go play lacrosse. With D3, like these guys are the same beast, maybe a little better. And, you know, they just got to pay to go to school. That's all. Oh, hundred percent. I fully believe that. Cause I tell like, there was a kid, uh, fuck man, I'm blinking on his name, but he played at Hobart with us. And then I don't know what happened, but he transferred to Salisbury, but I, he could shoot the fuck out of the ball. And I was always saying that like, after I went to Mercyhurst, like there was a, but like there was kids there that, um, like there was these two kids that played at, oh no, three kids that played at brother rice, which was the same high school that Sergio Perkovic went to. And yep. they, um, yep. they were good. Like they're really good. And like, Man. after talking with uh, my buddy, Ben, like, him saying like he's just like dude I he, he's like I got recruited by D1 schools he's like but I just knew from the jump that like I'm not trying to commit to that like lifestyle like yeah, I just want to go to a good I want to no. go to a good school win sure. party my face off and just enjoy my time so like yeah. after hearing him say that I was always curious because I always believed it I just never had proof of it that I'm like there's definitely kids that play at the different levels that just straight up are like yo I'm just trying to play competitively and enjoy my college years. I'm not really trying to be like committed to the grind like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. No. Well, I mean like the, the, you know, there's a lot of examples, you know, whether it was in D2, like, you know, I remember the year we, we went to the chip, they had, there was a guy on Tampa. He plays a, you know, he went, I think first round and he, you know, he plays for the New England Black Wolves now and he's absolutely legit. You know, there's, is that the there's, Q, there's, Q, Q ball? Yeah. Yeah. That, that okay. guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he's, he's legit. You know, you, if you're and if, you know, we're talking D3 here. Uh, you know, I, there's, you know, there's, I mean, even if it, we're at limestone D2, man, like we had messenger, we had, um, Reed Reinhold, like we had, you know, a long list of studs there. And, you know, even at D3, um, there's guys like Dawson Tate, you know, like e- even for me, one of the first things I did, um, one of the first things I did when I came to RIT was go on like a locker room tour, you know, cause like I, I dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like I committed to RIT when I was in like Virginia beach, like it was just, you know, Hey, you got a, you got a roster spot. And, and my, my buddy, Donnie Moss was like, 
well, he's my coach, but my my, my buddy now because we're all done here. But no, of course, know, like, of course, yeah. yeah. I was like, hey, coach, you got a spot, and you know, he you know texted me back and got me in, you know, you know, in contact with the assistant coach, and you know, here we are. But um, yeah, no, it was uh. I, I like 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 I said, man. Like fucking even with you know, sorry about that, but you know even with uh, no, you, you can know, swear like, all you want. You can swear. No, all man. You want. Like, like even with you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, and I just brought it up, like with with me going to Limestone, you know how it happened the day after we won the JUCO chip, and I was sitting, you know, I was sitting there, and I was like, my coach texted me, and he was like, would, would you go to Limestone? And I just, it was literally just a text, like, yeah, I'd go there, like you know, hey, yes, sir. like you know, just saying, yeah, I'd go there. And then, uh-huh. you know, I, when I look at, you know, how I ended up at RIT, you know, I, I texted a longtime friend of mine who, you know, I kind of look up to because he had actually came out to my box a couple of times. You know, he, I, he won't admit this, but I, I, I look up to him. I think he's a GOAT. But, you know, Donnie Moss, he, he's the one who connected me to get to uh, RIT. And like I said, man, I was fresh out of options at the, uh, you know, basically at the end of the transfer portal process. And, you know, he scooped me up and, uh I was really lucky, you know, when I look at everything now, you know, there's a culmination of, you know, everything that's going on through my, you know, through my heart and my head here. But, you know, I, I, uh, I'm definitely thankful for, you know, every single guy in there that has a stall and, you know, in the locker room and, you know, every single desk in the coaching staff locker room, you know, I, I love those guys. It was an awesome ride, you know, ring, rings or not. It was, it was an awesome ride. Well, I didn't even, I didn't even, I don't think you mentioned it. And I don't know if I asked it, but like, why, like, why didn't, why did you not stay at Limestone? So the reason why I didn't stay at Limestone is because, well, first of all, so like uh, the, the house I lived in there at Limestone in my, in my technically my senior year, you know, when the whole COVID thing happened, um, the house I lived in there, I had three absolute, you know, beauty of friends, man. Like my one friend, Clark Walter, he was there. Uh, he, he actually got drafted by the Saskatchewan Russ. He's a, you know, he, he, he's a great guy and a, you know, phenomenal player, like I said. And I had another friend, Tyler Papa. He's from Q's, uh, at the FM, FM school, I believe. And, uh, he, uh, he actually was lucky enough and he transferred out to Michigan and, 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 you know, me, man, like, I'm not ever going to tell any of my dogs to, you know, stay back or, you know, I guess you would say you know, hold them back in any way. And, you know, both of those, both of those guys decided to move on. And I had another friend there and his, his name is Andrew Torp. And, you know, he was, uh, he, he unfortunately took off on me too. And he went to Stevenson and, you know, I, you know, same thing, man. I, I got told him, I was like, dude, get, like, get out of here, go do what's best for you. And he did. And he, oh, dude, even that guy, like he was a, he was a backup at Limestone there. And I remember when he he transferred into Stevenson, he like he he stole the role there, and I got to watch him play a bunch of games. So you know, like like I said, man, for me, aside from the championship, this uh, you know year that I've had there was awesome. And uh, you know, like with, with you know not going back to Limestone, it was really tough for me to go back there without having those guys. You know, so like I said, I was in a position where I, I had to do what was best for myself, and you know what was best for myself was to move on and you know go to somewhere closer. And luckily enough, you know, Donnie picked up the phone and, you know, really when I look at, you know, RIT and, you know, how close it is and how good of a school it is academically, but, you know, even athletically, man, like they got a, a, an awesome lacrosse program that, you know, I'm for, you know, now I'm forever a part of it and I'm really fired up about that, man. Like, cause you know, I was, I only came in for one year. So, you know, to be a part of, you know, them for one year and, you know, gain the brothers that I did and now be forever etched in RIT history, like they, man, that's, that's more than I could have ever asked for. 
Yeah, the first, uh, how's it, I mean, obviously you're ecstatic about it, but like when, have you had time to like actually digest that? Like you are part of the first national championship that that school had? Cause it's not like, it's obviously they have a winning tradition. I know like we scrimmaged RIT when we, I was yeah. at Mercyhurst. Yeah, yeah, no, but we, like, we, 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 like you're yeah, the first. Yeah, yeah. No, we, uh, no, we, we actually scrimmaged Hobart as well. I remember we scrimmaged them in their, their new dome they made there, but um yeah no um so like so i guess to kind of like put it all into you know some words i guess to try to at least it um there's a couple things that really didn't set in for me you know one thing man this is super cool and a lot of a lot of people don't know about this you know really only people that follow us on social media like our personal social medias um the day of the national championship we went and it was on our itinerary as planned distraction we went to dave and busters for two hours no joke. Like, I I was all, wait. All, that that was the day, us. the day of the national championship. The day of the national championship, all of us went to Dave and Buster's before and the game, played, right? Played played for two hours, went home, or went back to the rooms. I think we all hung out for like an hour and a half. You know, watched film. You know, relaxed, got our you know treatment done. You know what? You know whatever, and uh, played the game. You know, played the game of our lives. You know, won it in such a such a. You know, obviously, you know, o, o, double OT. Um, and, yeah, man, like, you know, uh, personally for me, the, the, the one of the coolest parts about the whole the whole National Championship Day experience is that we were at Dave & Buster's before we won it. Like that. No, I'm pretty positive no other no other NCAA team has been to Dave & Buster's before they won an A chip, and no other team will ever do that again because in many ways it's kind of crazy. <laughs> No, I, I actually, now that you say that, I saw, like, I, because I follow you on, uh, obviously, like, we're friends on Snapchat and shit, and then um, I follow you on Instagram. I saw that, but I was just like, oh, maybe those are, like, they, they've been there for a while, and then, like, it's just, like, you're just throwing, like, old shit up, like, because, like, if you think about it, when you say that, it is fucking nuts. Like, most coaches and most teams are, like, laser-focused, like, it's like, come on, like, and there's all that like pressure and tension, but like, no, I kind of feel no. like, dude, absolutely. And this was, that was like, you know, you're, you're saying it right now. And that was the thing with our group is like, you know, yes, we were extremely talented. We had all the guys that worked their balls off, you know, and really did their homework when it came time to, you know, film, you know, you know, footwork, extra, you know, extra work out of the, you know, like I said, man, these guys work just as hard as, you know, a D2 or, sometimes even a D one, you know, and you know, sometimes we don't, we, we, that's all, we just don't end up there. you know, that's why we're here. But you know, like these guys, uh, like they're extremely talented and like this group, like I said, man, extremely selfless, like, you know, do anything for the guy next to you. It doesn't matter the number on your stall. It doesn't matter your position. And like when we had fun, like when we were playing lacrosse and we were having fun, Man, we were running teams off the field. Like I, we beat we beat Corland, Corland, awesome school. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Like they're they're good, they're good. We beat them, I think, 21 to like to four in the first round of the tournament, and then went on to beat uh, Colorado College, and then took down Tufts, and then took down Salisbury in the chip. Like, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I had so much fun not winning, but like playing and competing within the games that we played like i and i mean that like the, the guys that i played with were man unbelievable you know i i, I love those guys i do anything for them like i said rings or not these these are my dudes forever 
of course. Yeah. I mean, those are like, those are your bro. That's the thing. Like you'll, you'll never, like I say like, and you'll laugh at this, but like when we played Cuse, I didn't touch, I didn't even sniff the field. I mean, we were freshmen at the time and um, there was only, I think like two or three freshmen in our class that like played that game. And at the, that was the year that Cuse went to the national championship and lost against Duke when Duke had like, I want to say they had like Miles Jones, Deemer class, like all those guys. Like they were, I think they were freshmen as well. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I remember we played them in the dome and then we beat them in the dome. And even though that was just a regular game, like that whole like being in the dome, beating them, and then just like that whole experience, like I'll never forget that experience. And even though I yeah. didn't really, I didn't really like fuck with Hobart, like that's why I transferred. But yeah. Um, yeah it makes it even better. Cause it's like, kind of like for you, it's like, those are your boys ride or die. And then like, you had that going to Dave and Buster's like that super low key, like, and, and I'm probably in the moment of you being at Dave and Buster's, you were just like, yo, this is so dope. Like I'm just on one right now. Like I'm feeling man, it. And like, dude, when dude, I hit the like, field, I'm balling. No, dude. Like I'm saying, man, there was a time, this is me being real right now. There was a time when we were on the bus going back to the hotel where I was like, yo, I don't, I don't know if the boys realize we got to play in like two hours here. Like everybody's having a little too much fun, but you know, like I said, man, it, it all worked out. It's foul for the boys. You know, we, we all, you know, did our thing and took care of business on Sunday and you know, the, the, the Tigers took UConn. So it was, it, it was cool, man. Uh, like I said, uh, unforgettable experience, even better group. And I, 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 I love those guys. What is your like? What, did you guys do that for every game, or was that just like your no, no, way no, of no. like? No, yeah, it was. It was just the okay. So we we had like a mindset coach with us this past year, and uh, that was his his uh his idea. And my coach, who is dude, like I I love him to death, Coach Kuhn. He is the man. Like I I love him. He's a dog. I love him for like forever. But this guy was the most serious man I ever met in my world. Like in my coaching experience easily, like all my coaches for sure is the most serious. And he took us to Dave and Buster's. That's what I'm saying. It blew me away. I didn't know what to say. I had no clue, man. It was, it was crazy. But like I said, it was, it was a fun time and the boys really needed it. The guys who, you know, really take things too serious. They definitely needed it. And those guys balled out that day. So, you know, it, it worked. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing, like me personally, like how I always was and like I've always been accused of not taking shit seriously and stuff like that. But I'm not like a super uptight, like I got to be laser focused, like I'm best when I'm like fucking around, Relax, laughing, loose. relaxed, loose, stuff like that. And I've always played, I've always had coaches where it's just like if you're pregame and you're laughing, it's like, hey, fucking focus. And it's just like so like to hear that Dude. your coach did that, I think is so sick. Oh man, if, as long as you're focusing and you're getting the job done, that's all it matters. But at the end of the day, like, dude, it's a cross. It's supposed to, you know, you're supposed to have fun. Like, I, I, I always love seeing my friends smile. You know, like the, watching the boys score and like, dude, yeah, this one thing too. You, you ever look at the pictures of like, I mean, for me, like even the boys, and you can say the same thing for your friends when you look at the pictures of you guys. When you look at the pictures, it's the goal score that you remember. It's like the smiles and the hugs and like the you know, what you said, like, holy, you know, nice, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Talking about the shot, whatever it was, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's stuff like that, and, you know, I'm, I'm so happy here. Like, dude, everything about this school, RIT, was, you know, top-notch. Like, it was it was awesome. And, you know, the so you know from the social media staff to the people upstairs, man, like, 
they were they were cool like everyone was awesome and you know it was a a much needed experience to go out on i will say that so what's um so what's next for you now that you're uh the the, the collegiate level of lacrosse is done i saw are you are you playing at all in the uh the nll because didn't you get drafted by the riptide yeah 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 i, I got drafted um uh... I got drafted like, like the third round by the Riptide, and I, dude, mm-hmm. I was I was ecstatic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, you you know, I guess that's every that's every kid's dream. So I was ecstatic about that. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm uh I'm gonna be reporting to for hopefully to camp with them. You know this uh this year, you know, pending obviously, you know, me getting a contract in there, and um, you know, I guess you know getting invited to camp and go, you know, all, all that stuff. And obviously, with COVID, you know, so we we gotta we gotta see about that. But yeah, no, I, I intend on playing pro and you know spending some time with my family. You know, that's one thing you know, and about you know me not returning for that. You know, I guess what it would be called is like a six year school. Is man, I've been to school for five years now, but mm-hmm. in four in four of those years, I spent my time in British Columbia. So like. When you when you total all that up, man, like in the last four years, I've really only spent like, I don't know, a half a year at home, less maybe, you know. Yeah. So it's it, it's tough, but you know, like you know, I I love to go back there, dude. Like, who, you know, especially for guys who graduated, when you hear about you know guys getting blanket years and this stuff and that, like, who doesn't want to go back? You know what I mean? Of course, oh. like you know what I mean? Like Larson Sundown, I would love to go back to school, like. I'm not trying to go up, dude. That's why I've been in here for so long. But you know what I mean? I, I got to at some point. The mom's mom's knocking on my door, and she's telling me I got to come home. So, you know, I, I, I guess I got to grow up, and I guess it's this year. Yeah, no, I feel you on that for sure because I, I know – like when I transferred to Mercyhurst, not all my credits came with me, and so I had an extra year. And even though I got I got the boot – <laughs> even though I got the boot from the last team, I got kicked off for being a fucking idiot um, – yeah. But like just having that extra year, like all my friends that like I like that were technically the same like age as me and like we're in the same grade, yeah. like they graduated and yeah. I'm just like, fuck, man, like I don't even care that I'm not playing anymore. Like I got one full like I got one more year to go, like I'm making the best of it. And it's like one of those oh, things yep. where it's like once you're done playing, you don't like like you said, like kind of like we were talking about like the pictures and shit, like you don't you're not thinking like oh like you know I, i'm gonna miss the game like what like for me personally like what i miss the most like obviously you miss the game but like what i miss the most is the away trips the the fucking yep. around on the bus the oh, camaraderie yeah. in the locker the roadies. room the, ro- the roadies, the roadies. Yeah. yeah like when like everyone's coming in from class like before you have like a say like a 3 or 4 p.m practice and like every person's walking in one by one and then just like it's just like it's like it's like a, being at the range. Like everyone's yeah. just throwing chirps at each other. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know how it is. Just the yeah, boys no, being the dude. boys. Yeah, no. Well, like you, dude, you bring that up. Like you know, all the guys being together. Uh, the man. Like we you know when this with this national championship here, you know that we just went to. You know, obviously, I've I've been to uh, I've been to two of them for the NCAA, and the other two are with Daga. But mm-hmm. um, this last one that I went to. Usually, usually it's only 38 guys who get to come in, who get to dress and be in the hotel the whole week, you know, really. And like go through all the process of, you know, getting your name tags and, you know, going to the the big field and stuff like that. Well, man, this year for like with the COVID going on, our, I think it was our, you know, either our, our AD or our coach, whatever booster club, I'm not sure who it was. They offered to pay for the other, I think it was like 20 guys, 22 guys to come and stay with us for the whole week. So like, Dude, this this national championship, 
we spent the whole week together, like not not just 38 of us, like all 60 of us, man. And like that was one thing I wanted to get across to the freshmen too there is like, yo, like this 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 chip that we just got, like, you know, the rings that we have coming in October, like that that's all of us. And, you know, it's not the first 11. And, and, and it, you know, it, it ain't the 19 that may, you know, may get in or may clock in. But you know what I mean? Like it's all of us. And, you know, it's so like, you know, especially looking back on that aspect of, you know, the, the tournament and, you know, I, I loved it, man. Like it was, it was, uh, I, I took so many pictures, you know, and I was just, I was loving every minute of it. You know, I just wanted to remember it all, you know? No, for sure. And, um, it's like you were saying about it. It's not just 11 of us. It's all of us. Like I had, um, Casey, Casey Dowd, who was our, uh, he was our assistant coach at Mercyhurst. Um, the last year that I played there. And I mean, now he's, he's a Fogo right now and he's playing for the water dogs in the PLL. But like when I had him on the, that's awesome. When I had him on the podcast, he was, and he's the, he's the coach at uh, Colby college. And then he played at, he was a Fogo. Like he played college lax at Siena. He was Siena's uh, Fogo. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. My bad. uh, Oh no. What were you saying? Don't you guys have uh, a Greg wheel whale? Yeah. Yeah, He's in there as well, right? Yeah, Greg Wild. He's playing. Shout out, Greg. He's playing for the Chrome. Um, dude, that's sweet. Good, dude, good, good for those guys, man. Well, it's funny because the first time I ever went against Greg one on one, I straight up was like, "Bro, you have no business being here. <laughs> like, why are you playing D two X?" No, he's but a fucking, yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's he's a, a fucking freak. But at the same time, though, like he put like he like the people that know Greg like th- that don't know him from like you know lacrosse aspect and like being in the yeah. locker room with him and shit like that. Like he's yep. a very like he loves to fuck around and he loves to get after it and stuff. So yeah, let's he, have fun. But like b- behind the scenes, yo, he's a dog. He's one of the hardest working yeah. people I've ever been around. Right, right, exactly, man. That dude, that's the thing though is like we we, we always say it here, you know, like t- time to go to work or time to clock in. But man, like we we put our boots on and grab our lunch pail with a smile on our face every single day here, man. That's what that's another thing that I love about RIT is you know it's like we grind literally like. We, we we work together as a unit, you know, so much, mm-hmm. you know, so much, so much time throughout the week. That was one thing we talked about, even at the at the chip. I think it was like our 75th or something like that, 75th or 76th practice. And it was like, wow, like that is so much time together. And man, like I, I, I'm going to miss that part the most, you know, obviously the, the Friday through Sunday antics, you know, the games and then the, you know, the, the stuff that goes on afterwards, that stuff's fun. But I'm gonna miss going to battle with those guys, you know, in, in the trenches there Monday through Friday. That that was that was fun, you know. It was always a you know competitive, but you know, such a great and fun spirit surrounding practice. Absolutely, and like after having uh, Dowd on the podcast, and he was like, I asked him, I was like, you know, what was your like? Because like, I mean, you know, you've been to Erie PA before. Like, there's nothing fucking there. So like, <laughs> there's literally yeah. nothing there. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because, like, at Mercyhurst, I asked him, I was just like, you know, you coming from Siena and then, like, you know, Albany, Connecticut, like, what was your experience at Mercyhurst like? And he said, and I didn't even, like, think about this until he said it, but he goes, honestly, dude, he goes, I tell I tell all my boys at Siena, like, you guys thought, like, you guys were sick fucks? Like, these kids at Mercyhurst made us look like church angels. He's just like, because... He goes, practices were so intense to the point where we had to blow the whistle just to get just to pull the kids off each other. Cause like the offense and defense were literally like throwing hands with each other, running their mouths to each other, just shit talking each other. But then he was like, it was the weirdest thing. Cause the second that practice was over and you guys stepped off the field, it was like, there was no bad blood and everyone was best friends again. And then he was just oh, like, yeah. you guys would be, you know, getting after it on a Saturday night. And then 
come like yeah, eight, nine o'clock thing. in the morning on Sunday, you guys are full sweats in the weight room, just getting after it. And I'm just yeah. like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Comes full circle. And the thing is, is like, as much as like, maybe like, you know, we're doing four V fours and someone gets like a, a ch- uh, little cheap shot in off a pick and something. And you just like, you know how it is. You grab the guy's yeah. face mask, yeah, yeah, start yeah, throwing yeah. hands with them. Grab him up. You gotta grab him yeah. Up. As soon as it's over, it's like, all right, bro, good practice. And there was no, yeah. and I think like, kind of like how you were talking about your boys with RIT. I feel as though they're like the teams that, have that balance of like, yo, like when we're in between the lines, like we're going to war. And like, if you're on the opposite, if you're wearing a different color penny than me, like go fuck yourself. Cause I'm coming after you yeah, where yeah. at the same time, as soon as it's over, it's like, all right, we'll be doing the night or like, yo, we going to library yep. to study no. and shit. I feel yep. like those are the most successful cultures and most successful teams. No, dude. You, I mean, dude, whether it's, you know, winning, uh, winning your, you know, I guess you would say like winning a, I don't know, a school title, you know, for your conference or winning a national title, man, like all, all those teams are, you know, they're made up of guys who love going to work every day, but also who love to battle to get, you know, to make each other better. And, you know, whether, whether I spend my time at Limestone or, you know, Onondaga, you know, even at, you know, you know, RIT more than anything else, man, like all schools, all those guys, they all love to do that every single day. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I love those guys. There's a, you know, a group of my limestone boys that, you know, I still talk to this day and, you know, I, I'm, I will say this, man, you know, with, with all the, with all the schools I've played at, with all the suitcasing that I've been doing, I've made a lot of really good friends and a lot of guys that, you know, I'm going to go to my grave for, you know, I, I love those boys and, uh, you know, I'm thankful for all of them and, you know, all, all the support they've given me, you know, throughout my, uh, throughout my times around, uh, all divisions of college across. Absolutely. And now do you see like in the future, do you see yourself coaching at all? Or is that not for you? Man, I, I would love to. Um, I'm not sure, you know, what school would be crazy enough to give me a job because you know, <laughs> I'm all, I, I'm all over the place when it comes to lacrosse. You know, I'm always just talking, talking too much sometimes too. But you know, that, that would, that, that would be awesome, man. I, I, I would love to, you know, that would be, you know, obviously, Whenever, whatever I could do to stay around the game after my time's done, you know, sign me up, man. I'm, I'm, I'm right there. You know, I, I, I love and uh, I love this game, and I've been very fortunate to play it, and you know, I have a, uh, have really good opportunities like I have, and you know, be fortunate enough to take advantage of them. What, uh, what school? If you could pick any school to coach where, at, who, to coach at, where, where would you coach? Um, if I could pick any school. To coach at any school, would, any level, uh, it would be uh, Akron, New York, man. That's uh, that's that's where my dad started lacrosse, or not? He, even he didn't start, but he was one of the, he's definitely the catalyst of all the success that goes on there to this day. And he's never thanked enough, man. And he's been he's he's been in there for you know twenty plus years. Got a ton of awards, you know, you name it. U.S. lacrosse, Buffalo sports, you know, whatever it is, he's got mm-hmm. it, man. And, He's he's been doing it for a long time, and you know he if anything uh, he he deserves a reliever, and not you know maybe I'd be up to the you know to the throne, but I don't I don't I don't think so not yet. But if not anything, <laughs> it, it, it it would be there for sure, man. I you know my my history and uh, you know obviously everything that you know I've been a part of you know runs runs deep there, and uh, mm-hmm. you know I I love that place, and I would love nothing more but you know to uh you know uh, help the program after everything that my father's done there. Of course. And, you know, kind of like wrapping this up here, um, 
you know, I got one last question for you that uh, I know I sent you, like I texted you two beforehand, so you can kind of like think about it. But, you know, usually when I ask people, they're all like, fuck, and like that, but think about it. But if you could, if you could meet your younger self, no, actually, I got, I take that back. I got, I got three more questions for you. This is one. This I got is the you, first bro. one, dude. I got you. If, uh, if you could go back, well, not go back, but if you could meet your younger self today and the oldest you are is 18, you could be even younger. It doesn't matter. What would you tell yourself about the ups and downs in life? And then what would you tell yourself to carry with you moving forward in life? Um, 18 year old self. Okay. 18 year old self. Uh, probably a right, couple things. I would tell them to pay attention in school. One. Listen to, uh, and this is going to sound cliche, but listen to your mom, man, because she was right. I'm I'm 24 years old now, and I can say that gladly. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm, not even, I'm not even going to lie to you. I say to my mom on a weekly basis, like, hey, mom, I hate to say it, but you're right. And she just yeah, like, looks exactly. at me. She just exactly. looks at me. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, you know, other words to 18-year-old self, you know, about the ups and the downs. Um, I would say, you know, you're going to get there. You're going to be there. You know, it's not a, it's not a matter of if it's when, mm-hmm. um, and know that, you know, when you are there, there's, there's people there that are there to bail you out, you know, not necessarily bail you out, but you know, at least, uh, throw down the, uh, throw down a string in the hole you made yourself in, you know, for me, man, I, uh, I, I, I actually, you know, my, 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 my dad said this quote to me when I was younger and, uh, you know, he's always said, you know, you, you can lead a horse to water, but it, it's not up to, uh, it's not up to you for the horse to drink it. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, that that one stuck to me for a long time. And, uh, you know, it's it's sad. But, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, one thing I, I, I would want to make clear, too, is, you know, to all kids, of the, all, all kids of the, you know, any community, you know, there's there are resources around you that you don't know that, you know, you, you should definitely express. And, you know, there are people around you that love you. And, you know, wh- whether you're, you know, trying to do something in lacrosse, you know, whatever sport it is, you know whatever you know art you know film whatever the case may be man like it's never about you know the hole that you get yourself into it's about how you get out and uh you know that's that's one thing i've always said to myself and you know one thing i've actually said to these guys here at rit and uh you know it's definitely something i carry myself on and that's something uh, i would say to 18 year old self but um you know love that yeah 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 thanks bro but something to say you know for myself going forward um, you know, just ha- have fun with it. You know, one thing, uh, you know, ha- have fun with what you do and love the, you know, lo- love what you do every single day, love the people around you. But, you know, like even, you know, this, this past weekend was a great example for me or, you know, when we won the chip that Friday before we left the school here, man, we were playing some of the best music ever. And I'm talking like, you know, funky, like old, like rollerblading, you know, at the roll, like, you know what I mean? At the rollerblade uh, park, like yep. crazy tunes, old tunes, like you name it, Aerosmith, like uh, uh, Motley Crue. Like we had all these old bangers, you know, like good, good songs that just made you be in the moment, that just made you love the people around you. And, you know, like that's, that's one thing that I did this past tournament that I did not do the year I lost was, you know, just take it all in and be there in the moment. And, you know, there, there's definitely a couple of songs in there, you know, that, that I listen to that, you know, man, they, they, they helped me for sure. And, uh, you know, I'll be listening to those ones forever, obviously, cause they got that staple around it, you know, national championship weekend, but you know, they, they definitely are, you know, mu- mu- music does that for people and it certainly does it for me. 
Yeah, it's weird because uh, I I know me and Frank have talked about it before, but like there's certain songs that like kind of like are uh, bookmarks to like periods yeah. of your life where yeah. like you hear it and it immediately brings you back to like maybe you guys were on the bus coming back from a big dub and you're all blasting that. And then anytime you hear that mm-hmm. song, you're like, holy fuck, like, yo, this is when oh, me yeah. and the boys were yeah. um, rocking out. And Absolutely. so... And the last two questions I have are, what is the, and you can answer it in one, and I think you might have already did with the horse, with the quote that your dad, uh, you know, it's always stuck with you from your dad, but what is the, the best piece of it? Uh, the best advice, best advice I've ever gotten um, would probably be, actually, you know, we'll, we'll go with the most recent, you know, most recent advice I've gotten. My uh, coach, Donnie Moss, in the beginning of the tournament before we played, um, before we played, uh, what do you call it, Cortland there, we were actually down, you know, down in uh, New Jersey. That was an unreal trip. We actually went to Atlantic City for the weekend. It was sweet. We, we unfortunately couldn't go in there. That place unreal. is a zoo, bro. It was unreal. So <laughs> unreal. Yeah. We, 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 we even had fun in our time being there. But um, when we were there, man, Donnie Moss always gave us electric electric speeches before we went out. And one of the, one of the things he said to me was, be where your feet are. You know, and like that, like I said, you know, all tying into the to live in the moment philosophical approach that that guy took to what we were doing that year. That's what he said to us. And that that one stuck to me for that whole that whole trip. And man, like even when I would sell, you know, guys asked me, I had my uncle ask me the other day. He's like, man, what are you doing? Like rubbing the ground with your glove like that? You know, because I, yeah, I saw I, 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 I yeah, saw you I, score and I yeah, saw you I, do that. I wasn't I wasn't sweeping the ice, man. It's it's uh. I'm just down there and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, me telling myself, like, you know, remember, you know, remember where you are and, you know, be where your feet are, you know, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's unfortunately, if if you watch those clips, man, I got in trouble for that one because the Salisbury guy had actually just took in a call previous to that play for celebrating too hard. And I actually got yelled at by the rest for that. But, you know, it's that. Yeah, that was my Sally. And that's kind of the reason behind it. Yeah, dude, when I saw you catch uh catch catch that pass and then just rip it right away and you scored and I saw you get on one knee and do that, I thought you were gonna go for the like the ice grab Sully and then I'm just like, the fuck was that? Like I literally yeah, said yeah. that to myself. I'm like, what the fuck's yeah. he doing? But now yeah, no. I mean now I know what that is. I actually I actually like that. That's fucking sweet. No, yo, it, it's uh it was yeah, like I said, Don, Donnie Moss, be where your feet are, that guy's the goal. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> you know, ho- hopefully hopefully I, I get the chance to do that another time. But you know, like I said, man, that was that's that's what that one was for, and I, I actually stole that from my buddy uh, Matt Wickers. He's a he's a beauty. He was a you know midi for us. He banged a couple for us in the chip, and he's a man. Also, you know, can't forget Barnable, the Ice Man. He was uh you know he he, he scored the game winner. So thanks thanks Barney for the ring, man. Of course, yeah. And so you know, with that being said, I think that, that I think that wraps it up here for us. So oh, let's go. Let's go. If, uh, if so, if anyone, obviously you're not gonna. I wouldn't even let you anyways. I cut it out. But obviously you're not gonna plug your number or put your number out there. But like if uh, if anyone that's listening to this that you know um, is younger per se um, and wants to hit you up about like lacrosse or just like pick your brain at all or yeah yeah, just yeah, yeah. Shoot you a, shoot you a congrats or anything like that. Where where can they find you? What's your uh, oh what's yeah your IG? no um you uh, you know if, anyone out there you know what lacrosse whatever it is you know and anyone even going through you know a tough time too man like i said earlier in the podcast you know i'm a i'm 11 months sober here so anyone that's going through that you know they need they need some help there i'm i'm there you know i've been there before and i know what it's like so 
You know, the only thing I could do yeah. is be there for someone else. And, you know, especially for the kids too, you know, I, I, I was in their shoes once, you know, asking for the autographs and, you know, really just trying to get any sort of information I could from a pro or, you know, from a, from a guy of any level, but, you know, if you, if you, anyone needs to reach me out or, you know, get to me, uh, my uh, Instagram's just, just my name, Larson Sundown, and my Twitter is the same thing. Awesome, bro. And, hey, would you say you said 11 months? Yeah, yeah, 11 months. I'll be, uh, I'll be 12 in July here. Oh, fuck, man. One more month until a year sober. Fuck yeah. Proud yes, of sir, you for yes, that. Thanks, That's bro. fucking Thank hype. You. So. Thank you. Well, all right, bro. Well, I appreciate this. I know you – I know the boys are waiting on you because you guys got to keep the celebration going. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I – I gotta get out of here. Gotta, gotta get my fancy clothes on. But hey, man, yeah. I, I appreciate you having on, like having me on, man. This is long overdue, and I, I really, I do, I truly appreciate it, man. Of course, bro. So I'll drop, I'll drop this, I'll drop this in probably like an hour or so. I just gotta chop it up and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so I'll text you once it's out. But uh, yeah, go enjoy, go enjoy the first ever natty, bro. That's awesome. Thanks, bro. Thank you, man. All Thank right, you. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll talk ya. to you soon. Later, dog. Yeah.